0: Hi, I'm Stacy. I love chatting about how to find our callings, preferably cozied up with steaming beverages in a coffee shop. You can connect with me on social media at Stacy and subscribe to Stacy for a free discernment packet called how to make the right choice. God's adventure awaits my friend, and I am thrilled you're on the journey with me. So how are you doing? It is so good to be back for another episode. I'm interviewing Nicole Caruso and I just loved our chat. This, admittedly, is more of an episode for the ladies. It's about personal style, discovering your personal style. And I just um, have been loving that in my own life. In fact, if you want to come on over to Instagram, I've been sharing some of my own style journey, which is just so much fun. It's part of my healing process after the NICU, as I'm going to share in this episode. And Nicole just has a fantastic Balanced and integrated approach to style. Um, So, you're going to love it. It's all based on our self worth and discovering who we are to God. So, let's get to this episode. But first, I want to give a shout out to today's episode sponsor, which is Choose Life Rosaries. You guys know that I myself am a Catholic maker. I have my little shop over on my website and I love supporting fellow Catholic makers. And Choose Life Rosaries is no exception. So, I first met Shannon Wendt, who's the head of the company, um, when I was doing the Be Not Afraid conference in March of 2020, and Shannon just showed herself to be an incredibly generous and wonderful person right off the bat. She really helped support me in launching the Be Not Afraid conference, and ever since then, I've been so happy to collaborate with her. She also is a master of collaborating with Catholic mothers. They hand make all of the products sold on Choose Life Rosaries, so you can go and see. They are they have their signature beautiful silicone teething rosaries for babies, which I my daughter Nora has one and we love it. They also have beautiful rosary bracelets for adults. They have crib shoes. They have this adorable St. Joseph's doll, which is you know perfect for the year of St. Joseph. They have a lot of other products. So it's not just teething rosaries, but you can get 10% off using the code caffeinated10 at checkout. So go to chooselife.com and you can check out all their beautiful products. Also, we're very blessed to have a second episode sponsor and that is catholicmatch.com. You guys know that's how I met my husband. I did a video episode of Calling Caffeinated like a year or maybe a little over a year ago with my husband. And I was just going back to the YouTube version where we talked about how we met and our whole discernment story leading up to our marriage. And I was reading through all of the comments and there were a lot of new comments that I hadn't ever read. And it was a lot of people saying that they met their their spouses online, which is um, just amazing to see it working for so many different people. So you can get started for free at CatholicMatch.com/slash-called-and-caffeinated, and just make a free profile. See who's around. You know, pray to the Holy Spirit to bring you that special person. And as long as you're open to exploring and you know, really letting this platform. Um, help you meet someone. I think it's an awesome way forward. I hear from a lot of people, they have trouble meeting a spouse and I know that I had trouble myself. So this is such a wonderful platform. Also, I've really been enjoying following them on Instagram. So go on over to Instagram and check out at Catholic match. If you've been waiting for a sign to get your Catholic match profile started, this is it. (laughs) All right. And now let's get to our episode with Nicole Caruso. Nicole Caruso, so excited to have you on Calling Caffeinated. Cheers. Thank you. Welcome. I know. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> what are you Thanks drinking? For me. Yeah. I have uh, water with lime, which is classic. a summer staple. So, classic. Love it. Yes, and congratulations on your book, which I have right here, worthy of wearing. Look Thank at you, you looking so beautiful on the cover there. Um, this is a book that I definitely I literally keep it on my coffee table. A coffee book, Um, (laughs) yes, and it's so like thick and full of beautiful pictures. I just pick it up and peruse a couple pages when I have a little bit of time. So I just want to congratulate you on a beautiful, beautiful work. Well done. How does it feel to be an author? Thank you. It is so surreal. It still yeah.
1: is. Um, yeah. Especially when I you know, go to a book signing and someone's handing me my book
0: <laughs> that they purchased. It is a crazy feeling. <sighs> yes, I can only imagine. That sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. So what calls have you received from God in your life so far? And what has receiving those calls looked and felt like for you? I think the first
1: call was to return to my faith when I was 16. It was mm-hmm. a, one of those moments of a crossroads where I could really see this lore of the world and, um, already having a lot of creative interests. It seemed like in order to be successful in those, I had to walk a certain way. And then, um, Actually, through the uh, direction of a nun at this church we had just moved to because we had moved towns and um, she heard that I had already been confirmed. But she said to my mom, you know what? I want Nicole to go on this confirmation retreat. She'll make some friends. And Mm -hmm. it was that confirmation retreat that literally changed my entire life um, and made me. Desire a relationship with Christ made me want to start mm-hmm. practicing my Catholic faith that I really didn't understand. Um, mm-hmm. Religious Ed classes were like coloring pages for me, so I had no idea <laughs> uh, what the beauty of the Church was, the beauty of the faith. Um, so that was a, that was probably the biggest one. Mm. And then I would say, you know, in college, I feel like everyone kind of strays. I definitely had my moments there Mm -hmm. too, where I sort of strayed and had a very traumatic dating relationship that definitely was another callback, um, Mm -hmm. So there's just moments like that in my life where I look back and I'm like, okay, and that led to this and that led to healing. And then I met my husband and then I was called to marriage, you know, so it's like Mm -hmm. these beautiful, beautiful moments that um, were those crossroads points. And I had to really say, okay, am I going to choose what I want and my, you know, vision, my very narrow vision, or am I going to choose what God wants and, and can I release that to him?
0: Yes. And isn't it so interesting? It sounds like, you know, you discovered the truth and you were so invigorated by it, but you needed to rediscover it, which is definitely, that's how my story is, is discovering the truth. And really, I feel like I know it, I knew it from an early age. And then I had to rediscover it, like you said, in college. And then kind of again, at during my New York time, when I was really, I wanted theater so badly, and I was finding success in it. But There was an emptiness as well. And then I feel like I had to rediscover my faith in a deeper way. And is that interesting that like God still writes straight with crooked lines? That's a Mm -hmm. saying that I've heard before that he can call you so many times. And it's kind of the same basic truth, but you don't you have to know it anew. Every time. I mean, I I
1: had a similar experience in New York, too, where I just was going for the goal of like working in fashion and being a New York City fashion girl and really doing whatever it took. And I, you know, was was a hard worker. Um, But it really until I kind of saw the writing on the wall of like, look, you can either continue living this way or return to me again, give it all up again. Mm. I was like, okay, here we go. You know, like you said, rediscovering. So um, I've been there. I I understand that it's, it's a, it's a hard thing in the moment because you feel like the floor just came out from under you and you're just free falling. And our Lord is like whispering in your ear, like, don't worry, I got this. Like, don't worry about the floor below you, you know? (laughs) Yes, yes. But we do. It's like St. Peter. We worry that there's nothing under me to catch me.
0: Yeah, that's actually a really great analogy because I feel like that's the story of life, at least for me, is like God pulls the floor out from under you and then you discover there's a new floor and lo and behold, it's a better floor. But it takes that adjustment time to realize that actually this is better than what I thought I wanted at this point in my life. And it's going to continue to get better. It just isn't always going to feel like that. And you do have to go through those moments of like fear and readjustment. So, yeah. (laughs) Welcome to life. Um, (laughs) That was from the musical Grand Hotel that I did in college. And that just, that little motif has stayed with me. Yeah. But I definitely also share your drive and your passion and your love of New York City. It's like, yeah it's so electrifying, isn't it? It's hard not to
1: love it. I think there are some people that go there and they're like, get me out of here. This is stressful. (laughs) And then there's people like us that go there and we're like, I could be here all the time and just be fine, you know? Um, so I miss it and I'm very nostalgic over it. Especially if like a movie scene pops up or, you know, a song comes on that reminds you of being there. But at the same time, I do feel detached, um, knowing that it led me to where I am now.
0: Mm hmm. Absolutely. I lived at 56th and 9th. So I was in Hell's Kitchen. So I was like okay. right in the middle, like very close to uh, Central Park and really close to Restaurant Row and even close to Times Square. Although being a true New Yorker, I would never go there. <laughs> I mean, like wouldn't be caught dead there. <laughs> please. That's for the tourists. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But I... I a lot of what you wrote in your book really resonated with me because I was there for five years. I absolutely loved it. Um, And definitely like leaving there is hard. So I think it's a beautiful Mm -hmm. thing. And um, I think it's a beautiful thing that you went from New York city into your job at Verily, which was kind of finding the reality of women who were not represented by the major fashion industry norms and standards. Um, Even in the midst of New York City, you were saying, hey, there's something else here that people, people want something other than what's being offered to them. Mm -hmm. Um, And from there, now you've gone to worthy of wearing, and I'm sure there's a million steps in between. But can you explain what worthy of wearing is? And what does it mean? I
1: can. So it started out as uh, a hashtag that I started sharing with girlfriends, friends of mine on Instagram and social media. Mm. Um, And it came about because I had had my first child um, who I just had longed for. We had issues with fertility and I was just dreaming of having a baby. And um, after having her, I felt like I had to give her everything because I had longed for her so Mm -hmm. much. But I was falling into this pattern where I had this whole closet full of city girl clothes and I was just wearing my sweats all the time and felt this kind of dissonance like who's that person who am I now what am I doing and, and you know I kind of slowly came out of that started to you know dress for my life but I never really felt like I connected the dots and then I had my second child and I noticed the pattern was happening again and I was like wait a minute there's something going on here I mm. don't feel like those clothes suit me anymore and I feel like it's because I don't think I'm good enough because I'm just a mom. I, you know, we hear that phrase all the time. I'm just a mom. Just so a what do I, You know, what does it matter? What does that matter in my life? Why do I even have these things? And so I started to kind of take it to prayer and go a little deeper. And I realized there were other women who felt the same way. We don't feel worthy mm-hmm. of wearing those things. We feel like that's that's for a wedding. That's for when my husband takes me out on a date that we don't even have time to go on. You know, <laughs> yeah. It was just all these things. And so I'm like, okay. So either it's taking up space in my closet, and it's making me feel not like myself to see them hanging there. So what am I going to do? I'm going to put, put it on, on a Tuesday. I'm going to wear my favorite top or I'm yeah. going to put on my favorite earrings. And I notice very quickly, just this lightness, this joy, this, mm. just feeling like, okay, okay. The city girl's still in there. She's just washing yeah. dishes a lot now, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, yes. uh, you know, worthy of wearing really was, um, Just this idea that we are worthy of wearing things that make us feel beautiful, that give us a little bit of pep in our step, that help that confidence return. Because once that's there, you can just be so much more present to your family. You can be a little bit more joyful when your husband gets home and it's been a long day because Mm -hmm. you took a little time. For yourself, mm-hmm. And I truly believe that at the root of that, Christ wants us to be able to love from a deeper place. And we have to really, as women care for ourselves, because that's what we're called to. We're called mm-hmm. to this maternity, no matter what our vocation is. Mm-hmm. And so we really have to make sure we're feeding our physical body and our soul to kind of keep up with this mission that we have.
0: I love it. And for my single ladies who are listening, I also feel... A kinship with the worthy of wearing movement in perhaps a different way because maybe you have more time to get dressed up but maybe you don't feel worthy of wearing certain things and i certainly went through that myself Um, i went through an eating disorder i was a dancer i had very i had a hypoactive thyroid so i actually um, my thyroid issues really kept me from staying at a perfectly healthy body weight even though i worked out an hour every day um, it, I was, it just was impossible to lose weight at certain points. And prior to that, I had an eating disorder. So I was like a size zero. And then I went up to like, and, you know, a size eight or 10, and it was just very hard to like, feel good about my body at any of those points. And, you know, I, I didn't feel worthy of wearing even then, even though I didn't have a lot of pressures in my life of like, you know, I'm doing the dishes, I have this never ending list of tasks that have to be done i'm serving other people i wasn't and i had the time but still there was this block of like i i shouldn't wear this because this outfit belongs on a girl that is more successful and can actually maintain this or that body type so i really feel a kinship with my single listeners who are also listening because i was that girl at one point too Um, But I do relate to you in my more recent life. um, And I I told you I was gonna tell you a little bit of my story currently this year in 2021. Um, So what happened was my regular listeners know that I had a placental abruption in January, which basically means that I woke up in the middle of the night hemorrhaging and I was seven months pregnant with my daughter and she was born and she spent 126 days in the NICU. So for four months, I left my house. And when we left, I packed three outfits. I had 15 minutes to pack because she was at the point of death and she needed to be transferred to another hospital for a surgery. And so I packed three oversized t-shirts because that was really all that fit me with my, you know, newly, (laughs) I, I had just given birth. So it was like my postpartum body and a couple of pairs of, um, leggings to go under those oversized uh, shirts. And I wore those basically for the next month. And I only came back to my house for like five, on five days, five different days throughout those four months. And um, those were the hardest months of my life. And I really, as a, a mother of a special needs child who had just been thrust into this role, this club that I never wanted to be a part of, and never imagined that I would be a part of Um, a lot of my healing process has actually been kind of just rediscovering like myself and I really needed something that was fun and failure free. And so I started following this um, YouTube person named Audrey coin and I'll I'll tag her in this because I just love her videos. And I think that was maybe the first time where I found out that like, your style, if you have a timeless style that isn't trendy, that's okay. That's still a style. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and, and also you don't have to wear things that are revealing in order to keep up with the style of the day. You can actually have this beautiful timeless style and still be completely relevant. And Audrey Coyne is very successful. She has a lot of followers and she wears beautiful clothes that are quality. And um, I think I started to be able to realize that like, oh, you can be particular, you can curate your wardrobe, you can put on things that you like every day. Um, And so when I came home from the NICU, finally at last, um, I got a copy of your book very quickly from Sophia Press, which was wonderful. And I was so excited to read it because I thought this is the perfect book for where I am right now. And sure enough it was. And so I've just been reading it with such delight and such joy because I kind of had that awakening that like, I. I am not lost. I am a special needs mom, but I'm not unseen. I am not, I am, I haven't disappeared. Like I, I feel like I'm not used up, you know, and I told my husband a lot of days, like, I feel like there's nothing left of me. Hmm. And that was so deep and so hard. Um, And so finding your book and finding Audrey Coyne and then since then, I've been having a lot of fun with Pinterest and just really saying, you know what, this is something that gives me life. This is something that's fun. And for the first time in my life, I feel like discovering my personal style doesn't have to be something that is like loaded with expectations. It's actually supposed to be fun. and It's actually supposed to be something that gives me life and it is now and I'm having fun with it and I'm experimenting and you know, we're just doing what we're doing. Uh, we're upgrading to life as a young mom, which I finally am doing now. <laughs> but I never That's did before. <laughs> but I just wanted to let you know that because I thought, you know, as an author, I'm sure you write this book, you put it out in the world, and you don't know where it's going to go. And yeah. it just happened to find me at exactly the right moment. And so I think now is a time that I really feel I, I am I am in need of feeling worthy of being seen. Mm. You no, know, because that is so beautiful. I'll just throw my hair up in a bun. And I'm like, you know what? This is not my so-called mom bun, which is like slouchy and whatever. This is a sophisticated chic hairstyle that yes. I'm doing in order- <laughs> and it gives me time to let my, to read books to my children. And so that's what I'm doing is I'm choosing this and I'm choosing this instead of like, well, I don't have time for this because I'm a mom.
1: Oh my gosh. that uh, your story. Yeah. So deeply touching and I I spent a very limited time in the NICU so not as long as you but with my second um, Uh, yeah and I just you know felt like I couldn't wait to jailbreak that place (laughs) but I think how beautiful that at that moment when you were kind of ready to restart that you had this you know in front of you so I just feel very humbled that that was I get to be Mm. part of that even though I didn't know it um yeah. But I love, I love the, the, the kind of how God was leading you. Like you started with the videos um, yeah. and then yeah. it kind of led you here. And now you're, you know, you you look beautiful as I'm looking at you. I, know, you. I don't know if anyone, everyone else can see you as we're doing this, but <laughs> they will. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's, Thank I you. think it's incredible when you, the light bulb moment goes off and you mm-hmm. realize this is doable. Because I think that's where this whole trick is. And that's why I wrote a whole chapter about reclaiming style from the fashion industry, because we think they own style and we forget that this is, you know, beauty is God is the author of life. He's the author of beauty and he created beauty and his mm. vision of beauty is so much more grand and all encompassing um, than this. What's what's trending? What's the pulse? What's the heartbeat? Yes. yes.
0: Um, what's so in the season? It, what do I have to rush out and buy in order to be up with the trends? Which is yes. kind of how I felt about it. And I, nothing could be farther from the truth. It's not I just not have to be love like it. that. Yeah. No, It yeah. can be
1: an intentional kind of uncovering, you know, peeling back mm. the layers of the onion, like, yes. okay, this color sort of speaks to me. Or I love, you know, I've seen women wear, like, I love how you have a scarf on right now. I love that, you know, and it's like, <laughs> that's so elegant yeah. and timeless. And, um, and you can work it in with maybe a trend, but at, at the core, you're wearing things that you can wear all the time. And I think that's where yes. um, the ease of it comes. I think that's where the money savings comes. And then you really just have this focus of like, mm. I know what works for me and I know it doesn't. Um, and there's just so much freedom in that.
0: I love it. Yes. So true. And I think I always thought that fashion or style had to be this thing that was, it takes me an hour to get ready in the morning. And I'm like, well, I don't have an hour, so I'm not going to do anything this is like all or nothing approach. Whereas yeah. if you take the approach that like, okay, I have these things. I have these basics in my closet. I can put them together and throw on an accessory that I love. And that makes me feel really good and really special at the beginning of the day. And guess what? It takes five minutes. <laughs> yes. It's great. I love it. It's so freeing. And it's just something that I'm just coming to, but it's something that I'm finding so much freedom in. Um, Cause I realized, I don't know if you hear this from women a lot, but I realized that I had very few basics in my wardrobe. Hmm. Do you hear that a lot? Like I yes. have a closet full of accent pieces and I don't have like a lot of white t-shirts that I can just right. throw on. Yeah, jeans. And I think that's sometimes a product of shopping, you know, at Target
1: and you see something on the clearance rack and you're like, it's cute and it's twelve ninety-nine, yeah. So I should probably get it, you know? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> and regardless of whether or not it fits your state in life your you yes. know if does it match everything in your closet and so then you end up with these all of these kind of one off pieces that don't mm-hmm. have a cohesive feel and then of course taking getting dressed takes a long time because you're basically taking your entire closet apart every morning to see what is clean and what mm-hmm. works and, Oh, am I feeling bloated today? I probably shouldn't wear that. You know, it's like yes. all the yes. things that we go through in our minds. So, um, yes. yeah, there's a lot of freedom when you can kind of start to say no to things like you ignore mm-hmm. the clearance rack unless it has the exact thing you are looking for.
0: Yes. Okay. That's a great lead to my next question, which is what is personal style <laughs> and how do you even begin to develop it?
1: So to me, personal style is just a compilation of your story, your preferences, um, and the things that truly make you feel joy or just give you this you know, this kind of like exterior representation of your identity of like, this feels like me. Yeah. Um, the same way that you would maybe put, you know, a certain color in your kitchen or, you know, maybe your bathroom has a certain color towels and you just think, Oh, this shade of blue is so what I love. Mm. Um, so I think, you know, when I think of personal style and our story, I think of, you know, where did you live growing up? Where, what, what did you, where did you want to travel? What movies have you seen or what places have you looked at in beautiful, you know, coffee table books that you thought, this just speaks to me? Um, and I think kind of taking note of that and really getting to know what delights you, what, you know, I, I know I have a few friends that live by the beach and they just love the beachy look, you know, the really fun yeah. crocheted bag or the big bright colors or, you know, the the super loud florals and mm-hmm. and it's so them and it's so representative yes. of where they're from and so and me being a, a New York lover like you, I feel like I, mm-hmm. I love all black and I love patent leather and I, you know, there's certain yeah. things that you just sort of take with you because <laughs> you're like this is, this is definitely part of my story. Yes. Um, so I think personal style can be as intricate or as simple as you are and I think it should always um, really share a little bit of your your
0: heart literally on on your sleeve. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. I love that. So what would be the first steps for like I want to like you said start to think about your your things and then you're looking at your wardrobe and you're like this doesn't really match what I'm thinking or what I feel should represent me or maybe this this is what happened for me I look in there and I'm like these are all clothes for my 20s I feel like I need an upgrade to my new decade upgrade to my 30s or whatever your personal particular challenges where do you go from there So I think a great
1: place to start is always with what you already have. I think it's very tempting and and a lot of times in kind of style culture, they're like, you need to go out and buy a whole new wardrobe, like get your Mm -hmm. credit card out, you know, and that's really the wrong approach. I think, you know, go through your closet and look at the things that you do like, and maybe they don't fit right now, but maybe you love them and you're like, I need this, but in a size that works for me today. Yes. um so making note of those things and then you know the things that you keep flipping through the hanger and you're like nah not today not today Those things should really get taken out of your closet and get put, you know, aside for a month or two months. And if you go in back and, you know, you want to grab something out of there, do that. But I think most of the time when you skip it, it means you don't really love it or it doesn't fit Mm -hmm. or it's physically uncomfortable. The armpits are too tight, whatever. Um, And so that's kind of your indicator. Like, I think as women, we need to trust our gut a little more, (laughs) Amen. (laughs) even when it comes to your your closet and even if it means letting go of something that was a gift or letting go of something that's may have a designer label in it but you actually hate it like yes. let it go yes. pass it on to someone else um and yes. in the end what you'll have are is a very edited down wardrobe of things that actually that really suit you and you'll also start to see the holes of like mm. you know, what I'm really missing is great pairs of slacks like I don't have any slacks that fit me or you know what I really don't have a classic black cardigan and I could really use one it would really make my you know dresses skirts pants all sort of magically work Um, so I think once you see those holes that's when you go shopping (laughs) that's when you start to say okay I'm looking for these specific things Um, or maybe I've just had my eye on a red pair of flats for so Mm -hmm. long and it's time I'm going to start looking for them and that makes your your shopping habit much more intentional and yep. it'll actually save money in the long run.
0: I love it. That's so great. Yeah, I definitely did. That. When I came home from NICU land, I looked in my closet. First of all, all my maternity clothes are still in there. And so I just took them all out. And then I went through and I still felt guilty. I was like, oh, I have nothing to wear. And I would look in my closet. I was like, I want to wear something I love, but I feel like it, I don't love any of this. Then I was like, why? And then the next answer was either it's too dressy or... I, it just, it doesn't fit me. Cause like I mentioned earlier, I went, had a hypoactive thyroid. I do. And for a while it was poorly managed. So I was like two sizes bigger. So just took out all of those clothes. And then suddenly I had room in my closet and I saved all the clothes that are too big for me. And I thought, you know what? I love these clothes, but if I ever get back to that size, I will wear them. And eventually if I don't, I will give them away. And it's been so freeing <laughs> to just have this empty space and be like, okay, I don't need to guilt myself that I have all of these clothes and I don't wear them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, another thing that I love to do, I've never seen anybody recommend this before, but I love going to thrift stores yes. because I don't quite have the confidence to invest in like a designer piece, or even if not even designer, even shopping full price at Kohl's gives me anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> Same <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. Good. I'm yeah. not alone. I mean, I grew up, I'm one of eight kids and I grew up with all these hand-me-downs and so like shop, like buying full price at Kohl's. I'm like, Oh, 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 oh like, I can't believe I'm doing this. Even with a gift card. I literally, I'm just like, <gasps> like drawing deep breaths. So I go to the thrift store and then if you get 10 pieces for $3 and you can try them on at home and really test drive them. And they're all it's not like you're investing in fast fashion, you're usually investing in some charity that's that's Mm -hmm. actually very worthy. Um, We have a one here called Blue Ridge Hospice Thrift Shop, and it contributes to um, a hospice charity, which is beautiful. Beautiful. So I don't feel bad if five of those 10 pieces don't really work in the long run, I'll just donate them back. And I've only lost $15. And I still have five pieces for $15. Um, So I I really love that method of going about it. And it's hit or miss. Um, If you don't have good thrift stores in your area, you may get a lot more hit or miss than hit but I've had good success with that so far so yeah I there. love
1: I love thrift thrift store shopping actually that was one of my favorite things to do when I lived in the city I lived by a housing works and a goodwill um I was on the upper east side on oh, east yes. 90th street and between first and second avenue so uh, mm-hmm. the housing works there on the corner was my go-to and yes. it was just so much fun to find things that were maybe a little bit different too and that like yeah. fit like a glove and you're like, yeah. oh my gosh, I'm wearing something that fits somebody else like a glove. This is so crazy. Or you know, or it's really special and it is a designer piece and you're getting it for $25, you know. And yes. so the thrill yes. of the hunt is so much fun. And I think yeah. that's why personal style is so different than fashion, because to me fashion is an is an industry. It's a business. Yeah. And personal style is very much a compilation of you know, things that you
0: find, things that you incorporate that nobody else would combine. Mm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I love that so much. And there's pictures in your book of all these beautiful, different styles on all these different women, all these different body types, and they all look fabulous, which I love. Um, so one of the chapters in your book is called the Modern Integrated Catholic Woman. So it, it kind of like what you were saying a moment ago, it really rings true to me that there should be this middle way, not this fast fashion where we're all going out and buying a new wardrobe every season um, or every week um, and versus kind of this sometimes warped and misguided and misconstrued Catholic mentality, which isn't really a Catholic mentality, but it's maybe more prevalent in the Catholic world that you should just let yourself go entirely because that's humility. So there's gotta be this middle way. So I, I think that, Um, Your chapter in your book called the modern integrated Catholic woman really fits that well. So can you explain that?
1: Yes. You know, i I never felt like I fit in to my fashion friends group entirely because the morality yeah. was just not the same there. And then in my, um, with my friends that were Catholic, I always felt so extra. <laughs> I felt like I always showed up overdressed. I always showed up, you know, and people were like, did you just come from somewhere? And I'm like, no, why? You know, <laughs> just living my life. <laughs> this is just what I wore. Yeah. You know, And so, yeah. and, and I have a love of like sneakers and jeans and t-shirt like Mm -hmm. I love basics but at the same time uh you know dressing up is also fun and joyful so I was just watching these kind of two camps that I was in and just seeing that the intersection was so small Mm -hmm. I just kept thinking why is this you know we are living in the world and not of the world and yet um there's this idea that it's vain to paint your nails it's vain to have like personal hygiene or even just to wear something that might be like a bright color even Um, because you're then you know in the eyes of kind of this mentality like drawing attention to yourself and you look frivolous and you look like materialistic and all of these things Mm. Um, and I knew that it was coming from a different place in my heart where It was bringing me joy. It was Mm. uh, helping me be approachable and relevant to my peers, especially the ones who weren't Catholic. And I just thought like, there has to be something to this. And so um, through my own lived experience, uh, working in fashion not working in fashion and and growing in my faith, going to retreats and things like this, um, I just thought like, there are other women like me who are as Mm. puzzled by this gray area. And I feel like we need to talk about it. Let's talk about it. You know, let's yeah. let's talk about how it's beautiful to um, dress up and go to confession with your girlfriends and then go out after. I actually share mm. a story which you read um, about meeting these young women in New York who invited me yes. to their uh, gospel reflection group and we... It was just like these women were all drop dead gorgeous dressed to the nines. And here we are all going to confession, doing like a gospel Mm -hmm. reflection and then going out for cheeseburgers afterwards. And you're just like, what? (laughs) (laughs) So this is what it it. means to be integrated, you know, and that Mm -hmm. that word integrated is important because I I want us to also know that, yes, the lore of this world is there. Yes, there are things that um, can take our soul can uh, mm-hmm. be a vice for us. They can pull us into vanity and materialism. We have to be responsible for that. We have to make sure that our heart is in the right place. We have mm-hmm. the purity of intention and that we're doing it to, f- to fulfill a purpose, like getting up, getting dressed rather than doing mm-hmm. it to be noticed, to be liked, to be promoted, to be, you know, all these things that, you know, it's like the opposite of the litany of humility. <laughs> so, um yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think I just wanted to call to attention that all of us are called to different walks of life within the church. Mm. So Mm -hmm. some of us have a devotion to the divine mercy chaplet. Mm. Some of us feel so close to our Lord when we are veiling in mass. Some of us love the uh, more charismatic, like Steubenville conference, Mm -hmm. praise and worship music to feel close to Christ. Mm -hmm. And I just want that all of that is good, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think that's Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of judgment on both sides. It's like, okay, you've got the Latin mass people with the skirts and the veils. And something there doesn't seem approachable and then maybe we've got the people who are more um, evangelical with the faith and maybe they are looking more worldly
0: and it's like, let's be in the middle. Let's bring some balance yeah. you know fan yeah, for sure. I had the opportunity to live with a group of chastity speakers for a summer, and those women dressed so beautifully. <laughs> And for a a group of single chastity speakers to dress beautifully was probably that was probably a more powerful message than their actual message, you know, just to be uh, to appear desirable and to to for young girls to see them and to think I want to be like that probably made them listen so much more than even just the words that they said, the fact that they would get up there and just look like a million bucks. Um, And not in a vain way. It's just, they all were really, they had developed their personal style.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean that self presentation, you know, it really dignifies our message. It gives Mm -hmm. weight to our message when we um, take the time to care for our physical body. You know, it's just like going to an interview. You know, you wouldn't go to an interview dressed to go play tennis. It's just not what you would do. And, and and I think we've lost that as an American culture of this mm-hmm. idea that we, that for some reason, I don't know, it's like somebody once told everyone, one outfit a day, that's it, no matter what you're doing, just stick to the one outfit. <laughs> and I think we lost that sense of like, okay, I'm exercising. So I'm wearing exercise clothes. I'm having lunch. So I'm wearing something that I would wear to have lunch mm-hmm. with a friend. Um, you know, I'm in my pajamas. So I'm going to sleep and I'm not at the grocery store also in my pajamas, you know, <laughs> unless it's like some gorgeous house dress. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Um, um, yes. But I, I think, you know, we can get back to that. We can dignify yeah. those, those contexts that we're in. We can dignify our work and our physical body in a way mm-hmm. that really is like a mirror back to the creator. You know, we, yeah. we can show people like God made me and I am so grateful every new day that I wake up and I, therefore
0: my why is that I'm taking care of myself. Mm, I love that. I love that so much. And not to make it a thing that takes an hour every day. Right. Something that's actually doable for your lifestyle. Tangible,
1: doable, and yes, can be done in five minutes or less, preferably, especially (laughs) when you have a lot of
0: little people. Yes. And amen. Um, I think my grandma had that down to a science because she was born in 1925. She just passed away two weeks ago. And so I just went to her funeral yesterday. Thank you. It was the most peaceful, beautiful, honestly, of everything I've been through this year. This was the most peaceful, (laughs) grace-filled event. It was like, she was amazing. And she was 96 when she passed away, but she was born in 1925. So she gave me these beautiful hats from the 1950s and I love wearing them. Some of them are a little they're so out there that I'm like I need to think about this before I it doesn't quite (laughs) feel authentic to me but some of them are so I just I love wearing them and they're evocative of a style where people just people dress for dinner people Mm -hmm. dress to go out people dress for church women wore hats to church that matched the bag, that matched the shoes, and they really dressed with a lot of care. And Mm -hmm. that's certainly been another layer of reflection as I inherited a little bit of my grandma's jewelry and also her hats and a few pairs of her gloves, most of which were too small to fit my hands, but just a few pairs. Yeah, and it's so special um, just to see like what care she took with her with her style and how she really coordinated it and and she managed to do so this was not something that took her all day because she managed to do so much volunteering and raise four children while my grandpa was away fighting three wars and just like she did so much and i do think that it was in it was like she put on the outfit and it fueled her day kind of thing Mm -hmm. like what we're talking about so yeah yeah it's really cool there's a lot of layers yeah, And, and she was, took care of her things for it to last. For, I mean, yes. hats from the 50s, if you can
1: still wear them, that means she took very good care of them. Yes. And that in and of itself is beautiful.
0: Yes, yes. There's a whole box of them. And I'm like, I wish she were he- still here so I could ask her, like, how do I pack these <laughs> to make <laughs> sure that they last? Yeah, <laughs> some are from Harrods in London, you know, just. so oh, cool. Beautiful. Yes, Wonderful. absolutely. Yeah, so, okay. What do you see, um, what do you see as worthy of wearing? Like what effects is it having on women? What do you what kind of feedback do you get? Because I imagine it it really helps address a whole host of self-image issues which are so prevalent in our culture. So what are you seeing? Gosh, it has been I get so emotional
1: when people share their stories with me. I don't think they know that. I think they think I'm just like, "Oh, that's so nice." I'm not sure. I, but when when someone takes the time to write me and tell me, "Look, um this was my life before, and this is my life now. Mm. And that is, it's, it's like, okay, Lord, this is you. This is you working in this woman's life. And some of the wow. things that I've heard that have just deeply touched me, one in particular I don't think I'll ever forget, is that there was a woman who was really struggling postpartum. She was having a lot of negative thoughts about harming herself mm. and um, started just the simple act of like getting up getting dressed and she said doing that over time gave her the courage to reach out to her husband and tell him what was going on in her life and i just like i think about that and i'm like she saw the value in her life from just taking care of her body Mm -hmm. um and and what a grace that her husband could hear that and and help her through that Yeah. yeah Um, and just other stories where someone said, you know, I finally dumped this guy that has just been a leech on my life for like three years. And I just feel like finally I'm free. And I'm like, (laughs) you know, so when you hear stories like that, you know, that this is not about the clothes. This is not about curling your hair. This is Mm -hmm. about knowing that you are a beautiful daughter of God who is called to great things, who is called to things that will change this world. Mm. um, And, and he needs that from us. He doesn't just want that. He truly needs our, our gifts and our charisms to be, to be used for his good. Um, Love it. So that's, I mean, yeah, there are so many more stories, but it's, it's just a very special um, thing to be part of.
0: Yeah. That's so awesome. And if anyone is listening here and they're like, oh, I just don't have any, like, I would love to get on board with this, but I just don't feel like I have anything that I love to wear. Um, just go on Pinterest. Cause you have an awesome Pinterest account, which I have just been like all over and just go on Pinterest, start with worthy of wearing <laughs> <laughs> and just find your three like top styles. But honestly, I've kind of been drawing from all of them. You have like mm-hmm. different categorizations. So like Beachy or um, Gamine or European chic, or I can't even remember the rest of them right now. Demure was one of them. Mm -hmm. Southern Belle was one of them. So if you feel like you identify with these different styles and you can just start your own Pinterest board. And that has been amazing, like very, very doable. And I am honestly not, I'm not a Pinterester for fashion typically, but this has made me one because I was always kind of intimidated for getting started. So Highly recommend. Yes. Oh, I'm yeah. so glad. I,
1: I, was, yeah. I wanted people to have language behind what they love. Yes. Because once you know that, then you can type that into a retailer, you know, a Google search engine, whatever, Pinterest, yes. um, and start to have this whole vision for what you love. <laughs> and then you can start to sort of copycat things and say, oh, wait, I have that jacket. So all I need to do is find the, the skirt to match and then that's it you know, so. Right,
0: that's the it's look. It's easier, yes. <laughs> yeah, I love that so much, and it's, um I think I'm in this interesting transition phase, where now I'm getting a little more particular about what I want to buy, because I'm like, I want this green velvet jacket tailored this way, not this way, and then I'm like, okay, I'm gonna have to invest some money in this, and I'm like, you know what, Christmas is coming up in <laughs> six months. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> My birthday is coming up in, oh, 11 months. <laughs> that's what's going to happen. And that's good because then then you save for things you really want. Yeah, And then once you have those things, you really know you wanted them and you know, they're going to go with this, 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 and this in your wardrobe. You don't have to worry about it. Um, yeah. So I, I'm getting to that point now, which is kind of cool. That's a, like a new phase um, for me. But yeah, I love um, just this conversation. This is great. And it's so fun too. Like, that's the other thing. It's like, there's nobody who's going to look at you walking down the street and be like, mm, that is not authentic to your personal style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, if anything, once you've kind of harnessed this, you
1: might start getting the, you look so great from strangers, um, which is always mm-hmm. so funny. Cause it's kind of like, Oh, you know, it just takes you <laughs> by surprise. Um, but I think yes. I remember seeing that in New York, even as a little girl, like seeing someone, a woman who looks completely comfortable in her own skin Mm -hmm. and you're like I want to feel that way and I love that you've kind of taken the steps of feeling that way and here you are you know it's (laughs) It's amazing
0: thank you yeah my mom said the other day I was like so tired and I went and took my kids to my parents house and I show up when we're such a motley crew but I had put on an outfit that day that I really felt good in and my mom was like oh my gosh you look so good and I was like (laughs) Thank you. <laughs> I was like, we're operating at 5% mom, but we're, we're looking yeah, good. <laughs> I know. Like half the kids don't have shoes on, but it's okay.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and it really does. It really does help yeah. me feel okay. Like I, I really can do this. And it's literally, it's the days when like, I don't have interviews. I don't have anywhere to go, anything to do in particular. I'm not even seeing any friends. I just put an outfit on that I love for me and for mm-hmm. my kids and for my just for my day and I love it um yes I feel like we're like this is like Stacy's like therapy psychology session
1: (laughs) you know I think this is a a lot of women are going to resonate with your story because I (laughs) feel like I've heard versions of it over my whole career of working Mm. as a makeup artist and also in in the style realm so
0: awesome yes Good to know. Um, So here's another one that I've heard a lot. And I was definitely this girl at one point. Many of us have walls up about like what we can wear or can't wear according to our own rules of what we think we look good in. Um, And we just are like, well, that's a great style, but I can't wear that. So what would you say to those women? Well, I would say, why? <laughs> because yeah. more
1: often than not, it's usually that someone, whether it was someone you loved, someone that was, you know, a difficult relationship, someone said something that made you say, oh, that's not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had that experience with a woman actually that came into to the store I was working in looking for a lipstick. And she said, You know, I'm looking for a lipstick and I want it to be like an everyday color. And she picked like three colors that were the exact same color. And she tried them all on and she hated all of them. And I was like, look, that's not the color I would pick for you. I would pick this color and she's like oh no 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 i can't wear that color and i was like why you know like what's what's the what's the thing about this color and she said no my mother told me if i wore that it would make you know this happen and my skin would look like this and 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 she had this whole story and i was like Mm. boom that was it her mom told her not to wear that shade of lipstick and literally i was like can we just try it on i was like if you hate it i have like the makeup remover we'll take it off. You you can like never do this again, Mm, (laughs) you know? And she tried it on and she was like, Oh, like, I love it. And I could just see this, like, it was like the, you know, the Stacey Clinton moment of what not to wear. Like you see people and they just this kind of lightness and they start to sit up taller. Mm -hmm. And she was just like, I can't believe I've never tried this before. And I was like, that's, that's what we need to do. So ladies, if you're listening or husbands, if you're listening and you're just like trying to encourage your wife, or if you're just feeling like so stuck and you're like, this isn't for me, Mm -hmm. um, kind of harness that like childlike joy and say, I'm going to give a try. I'm going to give it a try. If it's a total flop, we don't have to do it again. Um, But, you know, wear it at home. You don't have to wear it to like to mass or to, you know, a person's home you've never been to before. Like do it in the comfort of your own home and kind of give yourself that space to play and, if you don't love it, it's okay, you know? And that's yes. what style is. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be fun. It's supposed to be lighthearted. It doesn't need to be serious. Yeah. I just
0: had a business idea for you. This is not the first time I have thrown this idea. <laughs> different Business ideas out to my guests because I just listened and I'm like, I've got it. You need to do theology of the body makeovers. Oh my goodness, wow. Where you style people and then bring in a photographer and have them shoot them and like you find that like that's just my that's my idea for you and you can just be quoting theology of the body and all the beautiful quotes from <laughs> your book <laughs> oh, gosh, that would you. be so much fun
1: My, my, one of my best friends and I, when we would go to these thrift stores in New York city, we would literally pull things out from the rack of like, you know, 99% of it is total trash. And we're, we're holding it up and we're like, so this would look perfect with boom, 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 boom. And it was just like, it was a game that we would play. And so that is what like a joy for me is to say, Oh my gosh, I would love to see you in, you know, the Caroline Kennedy blue button down with the black cigarette pants. And like, it just, it starts flowing. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> that would be I think amazing.
0: You're <laughs> yeah, that would be so cool. Um, yes. Well, thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to share about your book or about your mission that you would like people to know that we haven't covered today?
1: Um, well, I think we kind of ended on that great note, which is that this is for everyone. It's, this is for any woman, no matter your age, your state in life, um, your budget, um, what your style has been, what size pants you are right now. Like this is for you. And the reason why it's for you is because Christ made you as a unique individual beautiful person and he wants you to know that and i think once you know that and you accept it then you really do start to understand what the meaning of the title of the book is like i am worthy of this so um just a little word of encouragement
0: i love it and where can people find you
1: so um, you can find the book at Institute.com slash wow. Um, and you can find me at my website, which is my name, NicoleMCaruso.com. And I'm also on Instagram at NMCaruso. And then we've got, of course, Instagram and website for Worthy of Wearing as well.
0: Yes, beautiful. Well, thank you so much for putting this out into the world. I think the world needs this book. I think it needed it yesterday. (laughs) But I'm so glad that there is this beautiful um, manifesto being written for the world that you can do this. You can do this. And I really feel that way in my own life. And truly, it is something that is giving me so much joy every day. So thank you very much, Nicole. Makes me so happy. Thank you. It means the world to me that you chose to tune into called and caffeinated today. And if you could take 10 seconds to leave a thumbs up review on Apple Podcasts, I would be so happy. I love reading the reviews and seeing the ratings come in. It means the world to me. Also, if you have a question, if you're struggling with a discernment challenge or prayer life or something like that, and you would like to see a question answered on a called and caffeinated episode, I've really, really been loving doing these Q&A episodes and I would love to do more of them. So come on over to stacysummerow.com and drop me a line. And don't forget to subscribe for free while you're there to get your copy of the packet, How to Make the Right Choice which contains the life-changing prayer of surrender that I talk about on this show all the time. So until I see you next time for coffee, may God bless you. Talk to you soon.